title of the message tonight is There is a Freedom in Christ. Yeah, you're teaching, right? No, you're not teaching. It's Furman, boy. Where's he at? He's not in here. He's upstairs. Okay, okay. Anyway, there's a freedom in Christ, the title of the message. Won't be real long. I've had kind of a crazy week. Uh, today, I had planned on really locking in and going over my notes, but I, I wasn't here hardly at all, just from running around for dad and everything. But there is, grab this, there is a freedom in Christ that we've got, but we've got to make the right choices. And we have a choice. You know, it's, all, it's not even minutely. It's almost ongoing that we have choices to make. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. In Joshua 24, 15, it says, Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Then in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, it says, I've set before you, I love this scripture. <laughs> I've set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, he tells us what to do. Choose life. He has to do that because so many of us now are choosing drama, ongoing con con conflicts and problems, and, and it just don't work. See, we have been given the choice of life. We either, we, we, we at the place where with every choice, and I like this, and you've heard me talk about this for the past month or so, with every choice, and we have the choice, there are consequences, but we do not know the consequences. And I think that's something a person needs to really study and think about. Because we make choices all the time. But even, even sometimes our best choice is not the choice that needed to be because we're not that sensitive to God at times. But with every choice, it's a principle, it's a principle as God has got designed that with every choice there's going to be a consequence. And we've got to trust God in the consequences, no matter if we made a mistake or not. But we've got to come to the place of recognizing we've been given a choice to live for him or live against him. We've been given a choice to follow that, that still small voice or not follow that still small voice. Doc made this statement, it's been probably years now ago, do the next right thing. And that has to be second nature and that has to be just by the Spirit of God inside you, and that has to be because you've spent time in the Word, and that has to be because you've spent time with Him, and that has to be because you've got a relationship with Him. My father never really ever had a relationship until oh, it was in, it was in his, his age of 80s when he was sitting right back there, and he had staph infection in his knee, and he got touched during the service, and from that moment on, his life changed to a religion, to a relationship. And if you're living in religion, you can't make right choices. You'll miss it all the time because you're following your emotions. Where if you live in the Spirit and follow the Spirit, then you're going to make right choices. And those choices are going to bring, really what it's going to do, it's going to bring you to your destiny and your future. But we've got to recognize, we've got to live for Him and know that He's got this. Because we will, listen, the Bible tells us plainly, and I want to read the Scripture, it tells us plainly that we're going to reap what we sow. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he shall also reap. You know, it, it's like the farmer. He tills up the ground and he, 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 he puts wheat down. Corn is not going to come up. Wheat's going to come up. 
If he's got a field, he's flowing soybeans, soybeans are going to come up. If we treat people with no respect, then guess what's going to come up? If we don't forgive people, guess what's going to come up? If we are hateful towards someone, guess what's going to come up? And guess what's going to come back to you just exactly what you put out? Because it tells us that. So we've got to come to a place in our life where we've got to recognize we have got to start planting and planting and planting and planting the right things. 2 Corinthians 9.6 says, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. You know, the only place I've ever heard this really taught, that particular scripture, is in tithing and giving. And I guess it could be used there, but this is talking about your everyday life. This is talking about how much do you smile? How many smiles are you going to get back? How much do you forgive? How much forgiveness are you going to get? How much do you gossip? How much gossip is going to be about you? And I can go on and go on and go on with that. But we've got to come to a place of recognizing that if we purpose to do just what, just what Jeff said, purpose to serve other people, purpose to do something for other people, purpose to not, not make your day about yourself, but make your day about somebody else and do something for somebody else because there's always the opportunity. I'm telling you what, there's always the opportunity just to be kind to somebody even if they're a jerk. You say, well, if they so being a jerk, you should be a jerk back. No, that, that's, totally, that's totally backwards. The idea is to turn the other cheek. The idea is to let things go. The idea is to, to come to that place in your maturity of life of recognizing maybe they're going through a hard time and they don't know what's going on and they don't know what they're doing, so you just let it go and forget about it. See, we've got to, we've got to grow up as a, as a church. How are you going to draw people to church if they come in and we're just like the world is? You go to Walmart. And something happens to you and you're screaming and hollering and carrying on. How's that going to draw people to the things of God? You've got, to, you've got to grow up and learn to not respond out of your emotions but out of your spirit. And know that whatever's taking place, it will be okay. Just leave it alone. Matthew 6.33 tells us what to do. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, there, all these things shall be added unto you. All what things? All those things of righteousness. If we continually seek God and make our, make, our, make our goal from the time we wake up in the morning, say, Lord, what do you want today? Where are we going today? What's going to take place today? You know, I, I, was, I was praying this morning. I said, Lord, anybody that wrongs me today, I already, I just purpose to right now in my heart, I already have a plan to forgive them and let it go immediately. Those are the kind of things that start planting. That's, that's planting seeds that will come up later. That's planting seeds that when something happens, you're already prepared to let it go and just let it go and go easy. Sometimes you've got to compromise what you want to do to let things just settle down bef before you deal with issues. You can't just always be screaming and hollering and losing your temper and, and just living on the edge all the time and living in stress all the time. All you're doing is planting seeds of stress, planting seeds of heartache, planting seeds of, of life that you don't want. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells me I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Well, when did that start? That started when I got, personally, that started for me when I was 12 years old. But I did not understand or even know this scripture at 12 years old. So from 12 to 32, basically from 12 to 32, I did not know that I'm a new creature in Christ. So after the newness of being born again wore off, 
I slipped right back into the lifestyle. And I was a pretty good kid. I was raised by good parents. But that doesn't mean I was handling and reacting properly. You only can do that. You don't do it by every family that, I don't care who's your family, every family's dysfunctional. That's why everything that you're going to do has got to come out of this right here. And this right here is what's going to change us to follow the Holy Spirit. If I never read this, and I never know anything about this, how am I going to be renewed in the mind for my spirit man to pick it up, for my soul to change? How am I going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit when I don't even understand what the Holy Spirit is? Oh, I have the Holy Spirit, and I'm full of the Holy Spirit, but until I know the Word, how do I hear His voice? How do I know His voice? I've got to learn His voice. That's part of our responsibility. It doesn't just drop in you. The more you're around the Word, the more you're around mature Christians and see how they handle things, the more you recognize how we're supposed to live. And what they've done and what we've got to do is take the things of God, the, the fruit of the Spirit, and we've got to live the fruit of the Spirit. We've got, to allow, we've got to be forgiving. We've got to be grateful. We've got to be long-suffering. We've got to be patient. We've got to be kind. Why? Because we've got all of that in us, but we've got to, we've got to plant the seed and plant the seed and plant the seed and plant the seed. And sometimes weeds come out because we've planted weeds, but the more seed we plant, the more seed we plant, you're going to overtake the weeds. That's just what's going to happen. You can't, you can't normally kill the seed of a weed. Not in our life. It's like, it's like when you say things that you shouldn't say. I don't know who I was talking to the other day. And they were saying what is so true. Whenever I speak something, it's out there. When I say something, it's out there. If I gossip about somebody, if I hear a, a rumor and I think it's true, whether it is or not, and it's hurting someone, why would I speak it? Because it'll never come back, and what if it wasn't true? And look at the damage you did with those words that you spoke. That's all being immature in the things of God. And to be mature, you've got to get in this word, and you've got to recognize that there's a freedom in Christ. And that freedom is that knowing that you have a choice, but knowing that I can make the right choice and make the right choice and make the right choice, then eventually I'll start having more right choices and the seeds will grow around me and people around me will, everything will start changing if I start doing the next right thing according to the Spirit of God that's inside of me. And I gotta, but I've got to know it because if I plant, if, if, if I live in a household where everybody's screaming at everybody and that's all I'm doing, you know, you meet somebody and, the, and they're, they're just belligerent and they're mean and they're ornery. Most of the time they come out of a family like that. And that's how they were taught. And they think that's the way life is. My family, the Colemans, are all no, they're all noisy. I mean, they are. When my dad would, would get with my uncles and they would start talking about politics and stuff, everybody's voice come up another octave. Well, in that... Scott and I and all of us have that to a degree, and we've had to tame that down. Now, if we're telling the story, if, everybody knows Scott. When he gets to telling the story, he gets louder and louder, but, it, but that's all part of what he does. But that's all part of the way we were raised. We couldn't help it. We're a Coleman. But at the same time, if it's wrong and it hurts somebody and we're hollering at somebody, I've been taken wrong many a time, and I was just funning with people. But that's just the way we did. We had a strong voice and we, what do you think you're doing here? Just kidding with them. And they think, oh my gosh, this tames you. If I plant the wrong seed, 
even if I don't know it's the wrong seed, it's going to grow. So my goal is to walk in the Spirit and recognize that He's got everything covered in my life and He's going to take care of me and He's got me. 2 Corinthians 5.17, like I said, we are new creatures. In Romans, in Romans 8, 5 and 6, chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, I love this in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. Those who are dominated, I love that, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So simple. So true. When you have, when you have any kind of a thought that's not going to bring you and keep you in joy, you have got to counter that thought. Did you hear me? Yesterday morning, I come in and everything was great, and then all of a sudden, it wasn't nothing I heard, but it, the, that one that sits on this wrong shoulder, you know how it is, started, started saying things that started just kind of, I could feel it, just bringing me down. And I thought, didn't last very long, and I thought, didn't last very long because I thought, no, I mean, I said it out loud, no, I am not wasting my time thinking about that. Everything's good. My goodness. And I, so I just spoke against it. Well, what am I doing? I'm changing that pattern that's coming in that the enemy wants me to bring in because if I think about it, I'm going to say it or I'm going to do it. And we've got to come to a place of recognizing this is all a part of that freedom we have. That's a choice. I can think on bad thoughts. I can think, I can think about losing my father. But what I do immediately in that is I, I know he's better off. He has been, he's been bad for years. We have talked years back about I'm, I'm happy to leave. I'm ready to go. All my kids are saved. Mom's in heaven. I'm ready. I mean, that's where he was at. So I've got to think about not missing my father. I've got to think about he's better off. He doesn't want to be here. We can't even communicate. So you've got to take what the enemy tries to bring in and you've got to immediately get on top of it because if you don't, it's no different than me missing my wife. It's been over two years. But do I still miss her? I can't even tell you. But I have to, I have to, and I'm, I don't have to fight it as much as I used to. But still, I'm telling you folks, when these things come up in your heart, you've got to go, no, 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 no. I want to plant a good seed. And if I'm going to plant a good seed, then I've got to take those thoughts in captivity and I've got to hold them back. Anything we do in life where we think we've made a mistake, the enemy comes immediately and tries to put condemnation on you, and then he wants you to think about what you did wrong. Where Christ says, there is no condemnation in me. So you turn that around and say, no, I made a mistake, I've repented, I'm okay, God forgave me before it even happened, I'm forgiven, I'm going on. If you need to apologize to somebody, you need to apologize. Just like, just come to my mind. I went out to uh, Gilligan's, and a gal was taking orders, and I come in, and kind of in a hurry with somebody I had there, and I spoke over her to somebody in the back that I knew, and I said, hey, make me a, and that's bothered me ever since. So I've got to go back and clear that, because that wasn't right. There's somebody there taking the order. That's disrespectful. That was wrong. That wasn't Christian. But the person I did it over was somebody that used to be here, so I really bombed out. You hear, are you hearing me? It's simple as that, but see, the Holy Spirit convicted me immediately 
So those are the kind of things that you follow to straighten up your mess that you make sometimes. But I'm not condemned about it. I just know that i got to make it right. And the next time I see her, I will pull her to the side and I will apologize, I promise you, because that's what i got to do. And then I'm okay. Because that's part of what you do when you make mistakes. You try to fix it. If you can't fix it, you got to leave it alone and ask for grace. But you don't allow the enemy to pull you down and make you feel like a worm and make you feel like now you're good for nothing and now she'll never, she'll never love you, she'll never like you and all the list of things that the enemy does to us. You've got to follow. He's got you and he's going to take care of you. He will take care of you every, every, every time. In Ephesians 4, 3, it says, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourself. This is in New Living Translation. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. How powerful is that? When you make a mistake and you followed your flesh, you back off and you follow the Spirit to fix it or repair it. Or you follow the Spirit and you speak life into it. You speak what God would say. You, you say what God would say. The old thing they used to say, what would Jesus do? That's so much more real than you can even imagine. If in every situation in your life you take just a split second and say, now wait a minute. What would God do in this? How would, he ha- how would he handle this? How would he take care of this? And then move toward what you feel peace about. And that's in everything. You, I, don't care, I don't care if you're buying groceries and you're buying ice cream and you're buying... You're, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're just standing around talking with people and, and all of a sudden you pick up that they're talking about somebody. You back away or you say something good about that person. I, I've, I catch myself trying to fix those kind of things all the time when somebody starts telling me something I don't really need to hear. But boy, they're, they've got a good heart. Because we've all, we, we all love Jesus. Anybody that comes here on Wednesday nights loves Jesus. We're not, none of us, meaning to hurt anybody. But we all do it accidentally. But we've got to learn that the more we follow the Spirit, the less we'll have in the area of making accidents in our life. We don't get to pick and choose the consequences of life. So we want to plant every seed we can that's going to come up. Every seed we, we can that's going to come up and, and, and help us. See, there's a freedom in Christ in everything you do. The Bible tells us in John 15, 4, it says, Abide in me and I in you. Look what it says. It says, now this is in New King James. I think you got it up on the wall. It says, Abide in me and I in you. It doesn't say because you abide, because he's always with us. I in you. He's always there. He he never, ever leaves me. Sometimes I feel like he's gone, but that's probably because my mind is not there. My heart is not there. But yet he never leaves me. You know, even when I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing, he's there. I can't imagine the grieving that could go on there in the spirit, knowing how much God loves me and he's, he's representing he is God in me. And he's with me. And he's got me and he's taking care of me. Abide in me and I in you. And Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. I love that because if you can just keep your heart right with God and keep a relationship built with him, 
then every mistake we make, well, he promises this. Every mistake we make in life, he is going to make for good. Everything you go through in life that doesn't seem to work out right, he's going to make it for good. To me, that's one of the, the best set of scriptures there are. Because think about the mistakes through our past that we've made. But yet God turned it around and is making it for good. And he will finish the work that he started. There's another guaranteed promise that I love. When things are a mess and I feel like I've bombed out, he's still going to make it for good and finish the work in my life. I mean, we so, we're making this so much harder than it is. All we've got to do is just get up in the morning and love God, love people, and go to bed. Just keep our heart right and follow, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in our life and just go with the flow and trust that God's got it, and he does. And he takes care of everything we've got. Deuteronomy 3.2 says, all, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Listen to the Spirit of God in your heart and in your life and watch what God's going to do for you in your life. I am finished tonight, folks. Is that okay? Father, we thank you. We thank that you've got every situation, you've got every circumstance in our life. And Father, thank you that we do have a freedom in Christ. We thank you that we're not under law. We thank you that we're not being forced to do things. We thank you that we have a choice to love you. And that's what you're after, Father, is you're after taking care of us. And we thank you for it, Father. Thank you that you, you love every situation and circumstance because you promise that you're going to make it for good for us. Father, help us to remember that you're God, that you've got everything in your hands and you're going to take care of all that's going on. And Father, we thank you that, we thank you that uh, Linda Jenner went through surgery today and everything went well with her. They was able to take the gallbladder out and they was able to do it laparoscopically so she's going to have less pain. Thank you for that, Father. And as, as I'm praying, Father, I just uh, lift up my brother Scott, who's having more eye problems than he had before. I lift up John here that uh, is with us today, and I just lift up his eye situation. And I thank you, Lord, that you're touching and ministering there. And, Father, thank you that there's going to be good things take place there. And we trust in you. Lord, we've got so many people who are battling sickness and disease. We just lift, lift this body up in health right now, Father. And we thank you for just ministering life to the, every situation. Father, help us to continue every day of our life to watch what we say, watch what we think, and help us to plant and plant and plant good seed so that you can bring a good harvest in our lives. And we thank you for it, Father, and we trust in you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You are dismissed to go nowhere, but no, you can leave as you need to, but let's, let's visit a little bit.